0: Today, on Commitment to Truth.
1: In other words, have you ever been to that place that God does that thing for you and then you forget? And one of the ways that you can tell is that when one forgets is this, that you stop doing and behaving in a way that you did and behave prior
0: to God moving. Welcome to Commitment to Truth the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is he really not moving? Could it be that he desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message.
1: As we've been learning, uh, after Israel was confronted with their sin issues by the prophet Isaiah, and if you were the first 39 chapters or so, some would say, uh, he then said this later in chapter 65 and verse 24. It would also come to pass that before they, meaning you and us, call I, God, will answer while they, meaning you and I, are still speaking. I, God, will listen. In other words, as to the children of Israel dealt with all of their issues and sin issues and personal issues and family issues and relational issues and um, if you would even say family issues, um, God... Never stopped wanting to move for them, but yet he communicated these words. That you know what, before you even call on me, I want to answer you. I mean, think about that. The God of all creation, before we even open our mouths, he wants to answer us. And to me, I'm always reminded that God is not playing this cat and mouse game with us. You know, he's not a man. He doesn't lie to us. So when he says he wants to move and he wants to do amazing things in our lives that our eyes have not seen, our ears have heard, not entered into our thoughts, he really, really wants to do it. Now, uh, one thing is for sure is that through the finished work of Jesus Christ, he really doesn't have to do anything else for us. Matter of fact, he has captured it all. He has done it all through the finished work of Jesus Christ so that we must always admit that no matter how bad life gets, no matter how much I want God to move in other areas, he has moved exponentially in my life through Jesus and Jesus alone. So that should give us great comfort and great pause as well. Whenever we get a little antsy and we want God to do more for us is that we should just look towards the cross and say, well, shucks, he's done it all. And really, there's nothing else I need but Jesus. And I think a lot of times we go through life asking and wanting more for, from God, and that's where we always land, right? We always land, or he somehow gets us there, that at the end of the day, yes, I want my business to grow profoundly, but if it doesn't, I land on whom? Christ. <laughs> Right. If I want my, my wife to love me, respect me, parents to get me, all that stuff, right? Want to be at peace. At the end of the day, it always somehow lands on if they don't, you still have me. Right? So, some way it should start beginning there versus ending there is that I have enough of content. Therefore, whatever you want to do beyond this, I'm thankful. See the difference? Versus, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, waiting, and waiting, and I keep waiting. And he said, "Oh, by the way, do you realize Christ is enough?" Versus starting off saying, "Christ is enough. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. Christ is all I need." And if you choose to do more, praise the Lord. If you don't, praise the Lord. And that would, that would really start creating this stability in our lives when we know that Christ is what? <laughs> and that's all really God has to do because in him and through him, all things exist. So if it doesn't start there, it's going to have to inevitably go back there. So God gives us the strength and the wisdom and the insight and the experience, right? Collectively to say, well, maybe I start there. And be content there. And if you give me more, praise the Lord. But yet we've been learning in this this series that God does want to move. He wants to Use us to turn the world upside down. Now, you may not believe that, but I certainly believe that. That God wants to use commitment church to turn the world upside down or right side up. I don't know where where your thoughts are. I don't know what you believe. I don't know why you come. But my, my ultimate passion and prayer is that God, you will use us collectively to turn the known world upside down they will use us uniquely and strategically to go into our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, the outermost parts of the world to turn the world upside down. And, in, and, in, and, in, and inclusive in that is guess what? That's you, that's your family, that's your friends, that's your enemies. So can you imagine God doing that in us? That the 18,000 or so people that's found in Lindenwall will all come to know Jesus. Why can't he do that? <laughs> right? Why can't he reach the, you know, 350 so thousand people in Camden County through us? Why can't he do that? Why can't he reach in the six states area? I think it is about six states. You know, the 4.3 million or so people. Why can't he use us to reach 4.3 million people? He used 12 minus one to do it. Plus one, Paul, to reach us. And we weren't even born yet. Why can't that be our prayer? Why can't that be our motive? Why can't that be, God, can you move in that grandiose way, and you know what he moves, here's the cool thing, what he moves in that grandiose way, there's nobody in this room, especially myself, can take any credit for that. How am I going to reach four million people? But I know he can. How am I going to personally reach 18,000 people? I know I can't, but I know he can. How can he reach all the unbelievers in my how can i personally reach all the unbelievers in my family and and turn their hearts towards him i can't but i know he can but why can't we pray that why can't we believe that god wants everybody in your family to come to know jesus including that homosexual including that drug addict including that rebellious child that's what he does that's what he died for why can't we collectively start believing that? That God move, truly move in all nations and tribes and tongues, truly move in those people who are here in foreign countries and they're lost and confused and don't know where to turn and how to do it. That somehow you use us to just reach them supernaturally. That you would just do supernatural works in their lives and we just, they're waiting for them. God wants to move. And in all of that, guess what he does, church? He takes care of you individually. Because what I just described to you is, can we collectively seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Then all these things that concern you will be taken care of. As we close out this sermon series, we've we've started discussing that God, can you move for us? And as you move for us, we're going to be sure that we will never ever forget what you have done for us. And that's one of the most pivotal uh, parts of the whole dialogue between God and the children of Israel. All that I do for you, don't you ever, 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 ever forget that it was me. That was me. I'm the one that did it, not you. It's me. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these The Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Are you growing weary? Are you losing heart? I'm sure if you look around our country today, around the world, it is very easy to lose heart and grow weary. But there's a Bible verse that promises this. Do not grow weary in well-doing, because in the fullness of time, in due season, you will reap, you will reap the harvest. Now, listen, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get money or wealth or anything like that, but if you and I have invested and sold joy, Peace, unity, love in the life of other people. What you're going to see one day is love, joy, peace, unity. Be birthed or grow out of what you have sown in the lives of others. So please don't grow weary, church, especially. Continue to do good. Continue to do the will of God. And in due season, we will see the fruits of our labor. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our weekly wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. So, if we can now uh, open our Bibles to back to Deuteronomy, and as a quick review, as you turn in there, we start off with these three points. Uh, we must be careful to to learn from our past. As the children of Israel uh, failed and, and f- in the wilderness and frustrated God, if you would, in the wilderness, we need to learn uh, from their past and even our personal past. We should never forget how we should behave when God moves, right? In other words, we should be behaving the right way before we even see God move. Not because he's going to move, not because he did move, but we're just going to behave the right way because it's the right thing to do. And thirdly, we covered last week is that we will never forget our responsibility to future generations. Is that what God does today is not merely for us today. What we ask for God to do today is not for us. It's for generations, even generations yet unborn. That there will be people who walk through these doors one day when we have gone to glory. That will build upon the foundation that we've laid in Christ Jesus. And we have to be thinking that way. We have to be believing. We have to be preparing, right? We talked about how do we get young men and women involved in ministry? How do we create that pathway? How do we say to our young men and women that are in this room today, this is your church before it's your mama and daddy's church, for the record. This is your church. So ask God, how do you fit in the the place that he has called you to be. It's not your mom and daddy's church, it's your church. And we as mothers and fathers and grandparents have to facilitate that. Facilitate and give room, give space for our children to be able to have a voice, have a platform, have have a pathway To becoming more like Jesus. Have a a pathway to use their giftedness and their their passions for the glory of God. Because you know what? If we don't, guess what they're going to do? They're going to use it elsewhere. And it's not the church. Number four. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 7. 17, pardon me. Then it should come about... When the Lord, your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities, which you did not build and houses full of all good things, which you did not fill and carved cisterns, which you did not carve out vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant and you eat and are satisfied. Listen to verse 12. Be careful. That you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt of the house of slavery. You should fear only the Lord your God and you should worship him and swear by his name. You should not follow other gods, any other gods of the peoples who surround you. For the Lord your God who is in the midst of you is a jealous God. So follow him. Or else the anger of the Lord, your God, will be kindled against you, and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. (laughs) That's pretty harsh, isn't it? But when I read things like that, I say, well, but he didn't wipe off everyone. But he's just saying, be careful. Verse 16. You should not put the Lord, your God, to the test. As you tested him at Massa, you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his provisions and his statues, which he has commanded you. So here's our fourth uh, point, our answer to the, the response of we should never forget. We should never, ever forget we will never, ever earn anything. That's so important because the tendency is, well, God, I need you to move here. So I have to work hard for you to give it to me. And, and that's, that's good behavior or a good mindset when you're, you're going out to work every single day. You need to go out and you need to work hard and you need to be the best at what you do because God's people should represent that way. But at the end of the day, we can never, ever, 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 ever work hard enough to get what God wants to give us or to get God to give us what we want from him. Never, ever be able to do that. And that's why it's important. It says in verse 10 and 11 and 12, are going to highlight some, some things. It says, to give you great splendid cities, which you did not what? Build. The word give means is to grant, permit, consecrate, designate, lend, or entrust. So there's things that God has designated for you alone that he's not designated for me, and there's things he's designated for me that is not designated for you. There's things that he's designated for this church that he's not designated for other churches. He is designated for us, and he's lending it to us. He's entrusting us. So think about that. God, I need you to move in this area. Okay, I move in this area. I should never forget. I did nothing to earn that. Matter of fact, what I possess is really not mine. It's on loan. And because it's on loan, there's this entrusting. In other words, I must care for what he's given me. So again, no matter whatever it is you get, God blesses you with that wife. She's not yours. So don't act like she's yours. You don't own her. She's on loan. You're entrusted to care for her as Christ has cared for for the church. You get the connection? Our children are on loan. They don't belong to us. And the older they get, we start realizing how much they don't belong to us. They don't belong to us. So there then, there's this holding on to it loosely and carefully. Because it doesn't belong to us. So yes, God, move for us. But, but I need to understand that there's things that you will give me, I did not build. Even though my hands may be attached to it, my mind may be connected to it, it really is not me building. And that, that's, that's the strange thing about it. So probably the best way to articulate it is, if without the breath that he gives it, you and the mind to think the way you think and the mobility that he gives you, would you be able to do it? No. Because he's given you breath. He's given you a mind. He's given you the mobility, right? So if he takes that away, you're now deemed what? Incapable of doing anything that you're doing right now. As long as he continues to pump breath in your lungs, you can continue to do it. The deception is, well, it's me doing this. I'm thinking, I'm touching it, I'm feeling it, I'm talking, I'm walking. But let breath cease to exist. He gave it to us. We didn't build it. Therefore, we can't earn it. Verse 11. And he says he gave us houses full of all good things that you did not fill. The words you did not fill means that you did not complete or finished or finished. So it, it's almost like God is saying, I'm going to give you some things that are completely finished that you had no hand in it at all. Have you ever had things just kind of drop in your lap? It's like they just drop in your lap and you you. it's clearly That had nothing to do with your intelligence, nothing to do with your capability. It just gave you something finished, undeservingly. Something you just didn't earn. And that's just the way God would do it. Lastly, you find in verse 12, it says, He says, then watch yourself that you do not forget. So it's, it's pretty cool as God is saying to you and I, that you have to keep an eye on yourself. Don't be so focused on everyone else's behavior But watch yourself. It means guard yourself, protect yourself, restrain yourself, take care of yourself. Above all else, the psalmist said, what? Guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. The words do not forget means this. Do not forget a person or meaning do not forget God or do not forget the events of God. Watch yourself before you forget God. And all the events. You see, we should be blessing God for what he gives us. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 10. It says this. <clears throat> For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of streams of water, of fountains and springs, and flowing out in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you uh, will eat food without shortage. Can you imagine that? No grocery store at all. Food without shortage. In which you will not lack anything. A land whose, whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper provisions from the land, wealth in the land. When you have eaten and are satisfied, instead of forgetting him, you should be doing what? We should be doing what? You should bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you.
0: Thank you again for listening to our series, Please Move God, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Please Move God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware,